Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world, Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. And we're back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Monday morning. So glad that you could join us on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you that are streaming the show, WGNCRadio.com, as we've spent the first hour laying out the scores from this weekend. And believe me, there was a lot to talk about. We spent a good bit of time talking about Crest South Point this morning, but now we're going to shift our attention to the pick six and look at some of the broader picture of things going on in the high school landscape. And then, of course, a little bit later on, we're going to cover some Panthers. We're going to talk some college football, but let's go into this. Corky Franks, when when this week's picks came out, I thought that there was enough out there to create some division amongst the panel that you'd see some real separation in the standings. Well, guess what? Tightened that, up. That didn't happen. Yeah. The very opposite happened. In fact, something that I didn't think would ever happen on this show, we had not one, not two, but three people with perfect weeks. Wow. I didn't realize that. Joe Hughes, uh-huh. Richard Walker, yep. Brandon Strupp. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Seven and oh. Wow. Okay. Well, Joe's going to win that because of the tiebreaker. You're absolutely correct. Okay. What was my record? I didn't even pay attention. I've been gone all weekend. You went five and two. Uh, that's, yeah. Okay. You picked South Point. Told you I was going okay. out on a limb, didn't I? Yep. You picked South Point. All right. And what was you, your well, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I'm trying I'm trying I lost to look. South South Point and North Gaston. I went with North Gaston. Yes, we both went with North Gaston. Yep. That's what, the one that I lost. I went six and, six one. and one. All right. What Austin so, go? Austin went five and two. Okay. He went with South Point and he went with Duke. Okay. Which 
that game was every bit as competitive Saturday night as I anticipated it would be. <clears throat> and the defenses performed far better than I anticipated that they would. Sam Hartman did not have a big night, did not have a big night at all. Um, and they survived. They literally survived the game on Saturday night. They were down very late, 14 to 13, and were able to come through with a late touchdown run. It was a very competitive football game. And there were a lot of folks on the edge of their seat. Riley Leonard got hurt late for Duke. Looks like he's got a high ankle sprain. Um, he could be out for some time, uh, depending upon how it goes, even though there was some encouraging when he was flexing his ankle uh, on crutches um, on the way to the locker room. So we'll wait and see what happens there. But here's how everything went down. The seven games or the six games and then the extra points. Fortunately, uh, nobody missed an extra point. That At this point of the year, if you're missing extra points, then now that's where Brandon was such a surprise. Yeah. He took a flyer for Lincolnton and came through on it. Somebody's paying him. He picks them every week for his for his extra pick. Well, extra and I, I look. He again. He he stays in his tribe and uh, and he picks the Lincoln County clubs. And and this time they came through for him. As Lincolnton got a win over Bandy's this past Friday night. So Brandon Strupp went seven and zero. Okay, his record is now thirty seven and twelve. Okay, Austin Robinson went five and two. He's now 35 and 14. Joe is. Wait, wait, wait. What was Brandon now? He went 7 and 0. He's now 35 and 12. I'll go ahead and jot this down while I've got a chance to. Okay. So he is now 37 and 12. Austin Robinson went 5 and 2. He's now 35 and 14. He is technically in the cellar of the panel right now. Okay. Joe Hughes. He went 7-0. He is now 40-9. Wow. Yes. Very solid number. Richard Walker, okay, he went perfect this week. He is now 41-8. and eight. Yours truly, 6-1 again, 41-8. And, and I should be 40-9. And, and you would be 40-9. Wow. That's exactly right. It's a couple impressive records there. Good picking. Yeah. And, and but that's the does thing it, about it. Does that mean all four of us are really lucky that we our records are so good or we kind of might know what we're talking about? Well, there's a little bit of something about we know what we're talking about. I mean, <laughs> according to who? Well, I mean, again, I mean, we, at least we can pick teams correctly to some degree. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, at this point, if you're still single digits in incorrect picks, that's not so bad. I mean, that's 7 weeks in. And, and we're averaging about one and a half wrong uh, per week. That's that's not awful. Yeah. That's not awful at all. What about Coach Lubowitz picking up a big win Friday night? Didn't that program need that win? Yeah, they needed that win. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and as I recall from the conversation, um, he, oh. pretty, he pretty much said so much. What did he say? Don't have me back on if we don't win Friday? Right. Wow. Hey, coach putting a little pressure on himself, wasn't he? Well, but it was a tight ball game. 24-17. I mean, this was, you know, they were able to answer the bell against a previously unbeaten West Iredale team. Yeah. Um, really hate it for West Lincoln. 
Losing 21 to 15 to Bunker Hill. Um, Bunker Hill right now has the inside track for winning that particular conference. That Catawba Valley 2A yeah. is where Bunker Hill now has the head head to head against West Lincoln. I can't wait. Uh, when's Coach coming back on? Two weeks or one more week next week? Lubowicz? Yeah. He'll be on the following Wednesday. Okay. So not this week from Wednesday. Correct. You know, re- remember when the season started and we asked him about the bowling kid being the quarterback? And he said, no, I got a new kid, the Grant Lawless kid from, from uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, right? Well, if you go look at the stats, both of those guys played Friday night. So I don't know if Lawless got hurt. However, bowling came in, uh, was 6 of 7 for 149 yards, a touchdown, and a quarterback rating of 165.2. That's pretty accurate. So I'm not sure what happened there. I don't know if Coach made a switch, the guy got hurt or whatever. Need to keep an eye on that. But regardless, he's got two guys that can play football. Sure. You can put them somewhere. You can put an athlete somewhere out there and play football. No question about it. Yeah. Um, They'll go figure it out. Here are the six games. Ashbrook beat North Gaston 21-3. to Yep. Now, I'm again, that was one that there was some separation on. The rest of the panel had Ashbrook. We had North Gaston. Yep. And it was a tight ball game. Could have possibly gone either direction, but Ashbrook now over North Gaston. I want to ask you about Ashbrook here in just a moment. Crest beat South Point 61 to 49. Burns took care of Bessemer City 42 to 7. Notre Dame beat Duke 21 to 14. Tennessee beat South Carolina 44 to 20. And the Carolina Panthers fall 21 to 13 to the Minnesota Vikings. They do not get into the end zone with their offense. A pick six got things started. They had a 10-0 lead in the ball game and would ultimately lose to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Okay? Now, I want to spend a segment talking about the Panthers a little bit later on. But I'm going to ask you this question. We had talked about the group of three in the Big South Conference. Yep. South Point, Crest, Kings Mountain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Huss has really upset that whole narrative, having beaten South Point. Okay? Now, this coming week, this is what the schedule looks like. Ashbrook at Kramer, Crest at North Gaston, Huss at Forest View, Kings Mountain at South Point. All right? Now, it looks like Huss is going to beat Forest View. Okay? It looks like Huss quite possibly going to finish up third in the conference unless they have a massive stumble along the way. Looks like they're going to finish third in the conference. Okay. Based on? Based on their win two Fridays ago against South Point. Tiebreaker. Right. Okay. I mean, if. Just clarifying that for people who go back and listen later. Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, the reality is, is that Hunter Huss beating South Point in overtime, 31 to 24. It looks like that their record could finish up six, uh, five and two. Mm-hmm. South Point, right now at this point, with a win against Kings Mountain, would finish, from what it appears, five and two. Yep. But the head to head would go in favor of Huss. Right. Given the fact that they did win that matchup. Okay. Okay. But here comes Ashbrook. So I'm going to ask you this question. Clearly, it's no longer a group of three and then a group of five. 
Huss belongs at the table. They beat South Point. They beat one of the big three. They're now part of the conversation. So now this league is polarized between four teams at the top and what would be four teams at the bottom. I'm setting up a narrative here that's very intriguing in my eyes. I hope it'll be with you. Out of the four teams down at the bottom, has Ashbrook somehow emerged from the ashes and become that one best team out of that second group of four? Uh, yeah, out of that group, yeah, they would be. Okay. And, and, every, and everybody was high on them. You know, Joe Hughes was from the Gaston Gazette was real high on them when the season started. A lot of people were. You know, they started off with a, what, a, a, a four-game losing streak or something like that? Well. Won, won their last two? Right. Uh, they, should, they should finish, worst case, three and three out of, the, out of that group of teams. Well, it would be th- – well, it could be th- – I mean, right now, it could be – it could be four and, four and three, five and two. What did okay. I say? Three and three? Yeah. I mean, oh, it, four and three, four and three. My bad, my bad. But let's, let's follow this here. Ashbrook – with wins back-to-back in conference play. Ashbrook's taking on Kramer, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, right now, Ashbrook's playing really well. Kramer still hasn't found their way yet. I think Ashbrook could very well win that football game. Where I'm getting at is this, and this is what's so intriguing. Ashbrook could conceivably be playing Hunter Huss for a shot at the bell, yes, but a shot at the playoffs. Yeah. Which is the last game of the season. Really interesting. So now, like, Ashbrook has already lost to Crest, okay? They've already lost to Crest. That's happened, okay? But Ashbrook, if, if Ashbrook is able to, to take care of business. They beat Forestview the last time out prior to North Gaston. They'll probably beat I mean, uh, beat uh, Kramer. So that's going to be three conference wins in that group of four. Can't do any better than that. If they were to somehow beat Huss in the final regular season game of the year and South Point beats Ashbrook, you can have three teams there Creating a mix of one of those teams not getting in? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, am I reading that right? Or do I, or you think all five teams get in? Uh, Ain't happening? I, 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 four? I, yeah, I would, I would think. Yeah, you'd think four of them are going in. But, I mean, that's what's, that's what's so intriguing about this is that Ashbrook, we had – we said it on the show before the season started. We thought that Ashbrook could be a very intriguing football team this year. And for the first month of the season, well, they stunk up the joint. Yeah. I mean, they did not play well. <laughs> okay. And now, after, after finally getting across the finish line against Forestview, after taking that drubbing to Crest, they've now won two straight. They've got a real opportunity, I think, of beating Kramer on Friday night. And look, it's gonna it's gonna be an arduous task taking on South Point and and Kings Mountain 
and winning those games. Right. Okay, let's just be realistic. Okay, I think South Point's going to have a focus against an Ashbrook squad. They're going to take care of business, even though last year's game over at Ashbrook was very tightly contested. It's probably one of the worst regular season performances for South Point last year, and Ashbrook hung around. Finally, South Point got past them, but Ashbrook made that game far closer than I really thought it was going to be. Ashbrook could have one of the most polarizing seasons of anybody in this area, starting out so badly as they did and giving themselves an actual puncher's chance at getting into the playoffs. And God help us if Ashbrook beats South Point because then that really puts South Point in a situation where they're on the outside looking in and Ashbrook now all of a sudden all but controls their own destiny, which to me would be an amazing thought after the first month of the season. Would you like to hear the North Carolina 3A rankings on Max Preps? Sure. Since rankings, you know. May yeah, there'll probably the, be some head scratchers here, but sure. At the end of the day, Brian, how are you going to get into playoffs? Bank, isn't it based on where you're ranked? From what I understand, yes. Okay. It don't have anything to do with anything else, right? Where you're ranked. You ready for this? You ready for this one? All of 3A in North Carolina. North Carolina. Let's talk about the six teams right here. Crest ranked second behind West Charlotte, which is a number one seed. Okay? Yeah. Crest is ranked second in the state in 3A. Kings Mountain ranked fourth in the state in 3A. Next up out of the Big South, 3A, Big South Conference, Hunter Huss ranked 31st okay. in all of 3A in the state. Our friends from the show, Coach Lubowitz, East Lincoln, ranked 32nd. Okay. Ashbrook, 54th. You ready for this one? South Point, 90th. Okay. I'm telling you, that's the rankings of today. Right. Which, again... Based on strength of schedule, based on how you get into playoffs, that's all I'm telling you. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Now, let's be honest. Things are going to shake out a little more over the next few weeks. Let's just be honest. No question. However... And, and that's why those rankings are, to some degree, misleading. Yeah. But to this point right now, yeah, that's where it stands. Isn't that something? Let's dive into that a little bit more when we come back. Let's do it. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a bit on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors at 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. 
Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Almost spilled over, didn't we? Had <laughs> the break talk almost came on the air, didn't it? Almost. I didn't see the red button was on. Almost. Yeah. It's good. Um, you sure? <laughs> it, 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 really, it really is. Um, it's just sports talk, Brian. It's, it, it's two guys. That's exactly what it is. It's just sports talk. It just so happens it's about high school football. Right. Well, and 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 that's it. And and here's okay. You you, you touched on this, and and I want to I want to address this a little bit because you hear these polls, like for instance, Max Preps, and you've got you know you got Carolina Varsity outlets and other outlets like this. And and I don't know how you feel about this. We haven't done a poll. I don't want to do a poll. Um, it's way too subjective. It leaves way too much to the imagination. I don't even want to dive into that. But for those, for those that do the polls, we're going to talk about it. Okay, let me let me go back over these numbers again. You cool Pl- with that? Please do. Okay, so this these are the Max Preps three A rankings. The three A rankings right. for actually, I'm going to check into something else. 
Um, I'm going to read these and check something else, okay? And I would say the lower the number, the more accurate they are. All right. Uh, West Charlotte ranked first in 3A. Okay. Crest, number two. Kings Mountain, number four. Now, is there any... In that world, thinking Crest at two and Kings Mountain at four, is there a, is there a whole lot to speculate that, well, I, th I think that's just completely wrong. I mean, if you told me Crest is two in the state at 3A and Kings Mountain's four in the state, could you really argue that? I think they're both top five teams, at least in the region. Whether or not in the state, that's a different conversation. But at least in the region, I think they're absolutely top five teams. Okay, here we go. West Charlotte, number one, Crest, two. Let me just roll through the top ten. Uh, Fayetteville, 71st, three. They're always there. Yep. Kings Mountain, four. Northern Nash, the Rocky Mount team, number five. They're always there. Dudley, everybody around here is familiar with Dudley. They're six. Jacksonville, seventh. Hickory, eighth. Southern Alamance, ninth. And East Guilford, tenth. That's the top ten. Yep. Okay. Then coming out of the Big South 3A, that's the teams we're ranking now, Hunter Huss is up next, ranked 31st. Okay. Now, there, there, here's where it gets a little squirrely for me. Okay. Because just behind Huss, we have... East Lincoln. At 32. Yep. Now, Not in the Big South 3A, but Coach Lubowitz, friend of the show. Sure. Now, let's be honest for a second, Okay. We know that East Lincoln lost two straight conference games yep. to Statesville and to Hickory. Uh -huh. Now, we're already hearing that Hickory is in the top 10, okay? okay. According to Max Preps. Yep. I can buy into <clears throat> that, okay? I, I can subscribe to that. But this is the thing, and this is where I think things get really weird as it relates to these polls because there's no way you can possibly humanly do enough research to have this stuff 100% foolproof. And here's why I'm going to say this. Do any Does anybody in the studio right now genuinely believes that Huss is truly a better football team than East Lincoln? No. Not wearing Hunter Huss blue. Or South Point. No. Nobody believes that. Not in here, at least. Not between us. Right. I think you could ask the contingent outside of here, and, and you got 85% of those people are going to say, no, I don't believe it either. However, according to their strength of schedule, their opponents, points scored, their ratings, you know, all that stuff. Right. But They've decided to do a poll, and now we get the opportunity <clears throat> to give our own spin on it. Hunter Huss, 31. East Lincoln, 32. Ashbrook, 54. South Point, 90th. Now, again. Is South is, Point the 90th ranked team in three in, in the state? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. But, hey, but today they are. According to Max Preps. If the playoffs were today, if, according to Max Preps, if the playoffs were today, which they're not, fortunately, if the playoffs were today in the North Carolina High School Athletic Association, which uses these ratings and, and things, who's in the playoffs? Not South Point. Okay. So the numbers don't matter, but they do matter when it's time for the playoffs. Today, they don't matter. And this thing is going to shake out. You know, it's going sure. to take care of itself. I looked up the two-way rankings. You want to hear these? Sure. Um, local teams, let's see. Burns, six in the state. They're four and two. Six in the state I in, in two-way. Um, Bunker Hill, eighth. Um, Shelby, 11th. East Gaston, 13th. 
in the wow. state in two A. West Lincoln fourteenth. Oh, okay. Okay. Lincoln, Lincolnton twentieth. Really? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. And, and here, that's in the state. And here's the other thing: that Lincolnton win Friday helps South Point with their strength of schedule. Sure. See it all. It all. That's why you play uh, better non-conference teams. Speaking of non-conference teams, let me look something up here. Out of the top twenty, the top twenty in two-way, guess who has the weakest strength of schedule? The number 13th ranked East Gaston. Okay. Has something to do with it, Brian. Sure. Whether you like it or not. Sure. You know? You play it. You, you, I'm telling you, when, it, when it's all said and done at the end of the season, a team that might be 5-5 five and five and look like they're on the bubble, that's played a really – or 6-4, and four, that's played a really tough non-conference schedule, they will get in the playoffs based on their strength of schedule over, you know, a half a dozen other teams who have the same record. Okay. So, all right, there's, there's a good bit to, to glean from that 2A poll. First of all, it tells you this area's got a lot of really good 2A teams. Yep. Okay? Because for, for, the, for Max Preps to recognize East Gaston as 13th in the state, yeah, that's a strong number. So, think about it. You've got in the same conference that is a split 1A-2A, you've got – Three teams in the top 13 according to the rankings. Again, I understand that they're trying to spit this out into a processor and they're trying to use algorithms and all this kind of stuff, okay? But I think there is some measure of subjectivity to this. I really do, okay? But for them to have three teams in the top 13 according to the poll kind of tells you just how strong that part of that conference is. So it's... um, that's that's good stuff, and and again, East Gaston continuing to win. They've got Bessemer City at home this week. There's there's no reason for me to think that East Gaston isn't going to win that game. One uh, A for local teams in the uh, top twenty five: Mountain Island Charter, eighteenth; Bessemer City, twenty second. Okay, that's in the one A. Sure. And as far as the computations of all this, Bessemer City playing the likes of Burns, Shelby, and East Gaston yep. is only going to build their strength of schedule. Absolutely. Okay. They have a higher strength of schedule, Bessemer City does, than the top nine teams in the state. Actually, the top – wow. Their strength of schedule is higher than the top 13 – Teams in the state, Bessemer City. At the 1A level. At the 1A level. Yes. That's what gets them in there. Right. Yeah. You know, they're four and three, but their strength of schedule is tougher than the top 13 teams in the state. Isn't that crazy? Only, matter of fact, only three teams, no, four teams in the top 25 have tougher schedules or tougher strength of schedule than Bessemer City. Only four teams in the top 25. Right. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty solid. Yeah. It really is. Getting it done. That's how you get there. You play teams that are better than you, make you better. So anyway. Brian, listen. If 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 the if if all the high school coaches are sitting around watching March Madness and they're trying to pick teams and well, this team's ranked this and this and this, 
It matters to those coaches when they're watching basketball, right? When they're watching college basketball. You don't think that matters to those coaches? Sure it does. It does. Okay. Do you not think it matters to the high school coaches when they're sitting around watching college football on Saturday? D- does anybody really care that Notre Dame's playing Duke? Really? Does anybody really care? Unless Notre Dame has an 11 in front of their name and Duke has a 17. Now, nah, woo, ooh, You see what I'm saying? Well, I mean, of Gives course. Gives you more, more intrigue. But, but yes, but I mean, but that's that's kind of the nature of it. If 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 Notre Dame was two and four going into that matchup, and Duke was one and five, yeah, nobody cares because it's not a compelling matchup. Let's say, therefore, it's probably not on national television in prime time. Let's say they're both four and two and not ranked. Does anybody care? Probably not. Nobody cares. But it's not going to be prime time either. Nope. They care when they put a number in front of your name. So why don't these high school coaches like when they have a number put in front of their name? They like it when they're when it's a one or a two or a three or a four or five or six. They like it well, then. Well, that's the myopia of the programs. I mean, the reality is, is when you're when you're not directly involved in that particular thing, you can have sort of a a, a distant view and a perspective from it, and it's intriguing. The reality is is these rankings are not for the coaches. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. Max Preps is not doing these rankings for the validation ho, ho, of the ho, coaches. Hold up. Hold, no, 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 not, not for that. You don't think them guys over at East Gaston know that – do you not think they don't know they're ranked 13th in the state? I guarantee you everybody on that football – not everybody. I guarantee you seven out of ten people on that football team know it. They know, but the coaches are trying to fight against it. No, I don't think so. Not when you haven't won. Really? When you haven't been relevant? No. You use anything you can to your advantage to get these kids to believe. Okay, but then how close then where do you where do you walk that tightrope between okay, we've accomplished something versus we've accomplished something that's never been done before. Therefore, let's sip on our Kool-Aid that we have saved for this moment. And now all of a sudden complacency creeps in. Now you're the one that keeps keeps pounding the complacency word. Yeah. The reality is is when you feel like you've gotten close enough to the top, okay? That's when complacency can set in. That's why I think these coaches don't really focus a whole lot on these polls. You got different kinds of coaches, different coaches with different styles, right? You do. Okay. Do you, do you not think Okay. If I'm at East Gaston and that program hasn't been relevant, should I say, ever? Is that – I don't want to say that because I don't want to be disparaging. On a year-to-year basis, not a whole lot of relevancy with that football program. They're not a major player in the statewide landscape year in and year out. Okay. If you're over there coaching that team and you wake up this morning and you're 6-0 and and you look on that thing and you're, and you're ranked 13th in the state, why do you not use that to go to your kids and say, hey, you see what you've done, guys? You're starting to earn a little risk. Use anything you can to get them to believe. You just add more to the Kool-Aid, okay? Now when the season's over, let's say you get, make it to the second round or the third round, you get knocked out. Next year when you come back and you, and you start that, you know, start the off-field stuff, you know what you do? You use that stuff as a standard now going forward. Now necessarily it may not really make that big of a deal, but you say, guys, we finished last year at this, this, and this. We were ranked this and this. However, you know, we lost this guy, this guy, and this guy. This is the new standard over here, and this is what we expect, and here's how we're going to do it. Oh, okay. Wow. Now we got some boundaries. Now we got some standards. Now we have some expectations to live up to. Brian, when you're building a program, you use anything you can 
to get people to believe. Now, when you're a Kings Mountain or a Crest or a South Point and you've been relevant for a long time, no, absolutely. And East Lincoln, Coach Lubowitz, he, he dismisses those numbers. See, when you've been there and done that before, you can be dismissive of those numbers, right? Is that fair to say? But when you hadn't, you use anything you can to your advantage. Just different coaches' philosophies. That's oh, what I would do if I were coaching. Sure. But for many of these coaches, the drive is going to be number one when you're hoisting the trophy because that's not based on rankings. This is something for us to talk about, Ryan. It's sports talk. That's sure. all it is. It's just talking points. It is. But at the end of the day, if you win a state championship and you went into the playoffs and you were ranked 21st or whatever in the state and you win the state championship – Nobody knows what your number was. Nobody's going to remember that ranking. No, no, they'll just see you uh, at the Christmas parade holding up a trophy, right? Correct. That's how that works. No doubt about it. Let me tell you about a company that holds up the trophy every time. <laughs> All right? That's good. How about that? Yeah. Rebels Contracting Services, they have specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia. Rebels Contracting is a local company that's been doing it right for a long, long time, and they're looking for you, maybe, to join their team of winners, because they are looking for site superintendents, electricians, drywall and ceiling installers, and medical imaging install technicians. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, Check them out online at rebelscontracting.com or give them a call at 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Just reach out to them. Leave a voicemail. Talk to them directly. Ask for Jason Crisp. Get in touch with Rebels Contracting Services, a proud partner of the Rush Hour Morning Show on seven, at 704-864-2000. We come back on the other side of the break. We'll wrap up this Monday morning show. And yes, we're going to talk a little bit about the Panthers. All that as we continue on this Monday morning. We'll be back in just a bit. Attention Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more, all at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online, WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com 
or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me, and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, final segment here on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Nine o'clock this morning, Glenn Beck will be on. Clay and Buck will be on at 12 noon. Three o'clock, we'll have Sean Hannity this afternoon. As this past weekend, Corky Franks, let me ask you this. Ask it, baby. Carolina Panther fans. Okay. <clears throat> I, I'm... I really feel for Carolina Panthers fans, and here's why. I genuinely believe that had Andy Dalton started the game yesterday. As do I. They would have won that game against Minnesota. Yep. But Bryce Young got the start, and the Carolina Panthers could not get into the end zone. My question to you is, is how long is the Carolina Panthers fan base who are starving for wins going to be able to tolerate watching a guy progress or not, mature or not, on the field? Okay, didn't we just talk about this about high school fan bases? It's 
Brian, you have you have fans who go support the Panthers or whatever team. They go spend fifty thousand dollars a year buying jerseys and PSLs and things like that. So of course, of course, you're going to pull for the team no matter what because you have to justify the decisions that you've made as an investor into a program. So therefore, Brian, the team is never going to do any wrong. Okay, that okay. You're always going to okay. I'm glad you said that, but I, I want to push back for a second. Okay. Here's – okay. But the average guy, they're not going over there watching that hot garbage. Okay, but – but okay, I'm, I'm glad you're saying all of this. See, here's – I understand that in local high schools, it's really easy to go to the near Walmart, okay, or go to the CVS or go to, in this part of the world – Catawba Pharmacy. Catawba Pharmacy or whatever. <laughs> I like that and, plug. And, and, pick, and pick up your local – Favorite high school team's gear. Yeah. Okay? It's really easy to do that. Yeah. Okay? But you can't pick up the jerseys. Okay? You, you, can't, you can't go get yourself a Patrick Bleed jersey or anything like that. So there's a heightened investment. So people might tolerate, might tolerate the long-term plan for a program. Like at North Gaston, I think folks are going to be in it for a while. Yeah. Because they see... <clears throat> They see the light growing at the end of the tunnel. At South Point and other programs like South Point, Crest, Shelby, Kings Mountain, et cetera, et cetera, it's a different landscape, okay? I would say the Panthers landscape, because they are professional players, because people are paying gobs of money and doing all the things that they're doing, they, they craft their days around these games, Yeah. okay? So the fans that are invested, the fans that are actually showing up, I really don't know that they can stomach this much longer knowing that they – because they don't care about the long-term vision. A lot of fans don't. I don't know – and I got to be honest with you. I I, I can understand this. I I cannot in good conscience give someone $150 in the hopes that I'm going to watch you make us a winner. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I don't think anybody's interested in that. The reality is, you want me to give you $8 on a Friday night and say, Coach, I believe in what you're doing. And I'm going to sit here and watch some of this stuff. And we might get drubbed tonight. But I know that in two years, we're going to be a pretty respectable football team. Yeah. That's worth $8. Yeah. $150? That ain't happening for me. I, I don't know that it's happening for a lot of people. If Haley's not going to let me spend three fifty on a hotel room in Savannah, fair enough. You think she's going to let me go spend six hundred to watch that junk? I, well, and that's what I'm getting at. So, so for for the Carolina Panthers fan, where 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 is the fan? Where is the fan going to then say enough? I, I've I've had it. Do something now, because here's why I bring this up. Okay, I I saw something on social media this weekend that I found really interesting. Okay, David Tepper, when he bought the club, he made a statement: "We are not going to be consistently mediocre." Okay, how many years did he give himself? Fifty. Well, just hold on. In that time, this club, the Carolina Panthers, have won basically, basically thirty to thirty-five percent of their games, roughly one in three. Okay, win one, lose two. Yeah. Okay. 
Someone said on social media, and it started getting some follows and some reposts and things, David Tepper, how long is it going to be before we get to that consistent mediocrity that you were talking about? Because oh, somebody asked me? we're not there yet. Well, they didn't ask. They asked, okay. they asked rhetorically on social media. Yeah. Hey, David Tepper, where, where, when are we going to get to that point to where we're consistently mediocre? Because we're not there right now. You know why they won't ask him that in person? They're scared they're going to lose their press pass, lose their privileges. Ask the guy. The guy sat there and ran his mouth and said it. Ask him. Make him give you an answer. Should, well, shouldn't he be accountable? I don't care how much money he's got; he's going to be accountable. Some one day he is, whether he likes it or not. Well, but I mean, again, the, what's the plan, dude? The question is accountable to whom? To the fan base. I understand that. Hey, quit going to the games. You see how accountable he is. No question that'd be about a, it. That'd be a for sale by owner sign at the front door. No doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, but it, and it won't be for two point two billion dollars either. It'd be about fifty bucks. Okay, so then, how much of this? is I, I want to be very careful how I say this. The Panthers have the fourth worst record in the NFL since he took over. Yes. Yeah. Behind the Jaguars, Jets, Lions, and then the Panthers. Yep. <laughs> the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yes. Yeah. How about that? Uh, how about them apples? So, here's the thing. How much of this is I, I, I can't walk away from the Panthers because my Sundays mean too much to me? Who are you talking about? Carolina Panthers fans. Man, I'd go weed eat my mother-in-law's yard <laughs> on the Sunday before I watched the Panthers play. What does that tell you? Okay. <laughs> I just not that's, doing it. Okay. That's... Uh, there, there's some clarity there, but I mean, but at some point, and I get it. Look, there's, there's a fascination with, with, with Sundays and the NFL. The reality is it's, it's fun, Brian. It's fun to get some guys together, it's fun. throw a cornhole, play horseshoes, have a few drinks, cook on the grill, watch some football. Yeah. But you want to watch competitive football. You want to at least have a reason to think you can win a game. You can't even win a game, but just like Richard Walker said, the battle of the winless this weekend, who I, <laughs> Who wants to go watch that? I'm just not me. I I, I just I, I find it I really do. I, I feel for Carolina Panthers fans that invest their time and their money knowing that what they're watching is a complete overhaul of a program, of, yeah. of, of an organization. And they'll be they'll be 0 and 5 this week. They'll be 0 and 6 the next week. A game that you Thought they might could beat the Texans in. What does that make them? 0, 4, 5, 6, 0 and 7. The Colts will be 0 and 8. They probably won't even beat the Bears. 0 and 9. Cowboys are going to roll them. 0 and 10. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, last week you thought they could win five games. Now what do you think? You've got a point. What do you think now? I don't know. Dude, on paper, they looked pretty good, didn't they? But, but here's, okay. Back in May, I was intrigued. Okay. So, so this is, this is what I find so fascinating, okay? I would have had a hard time thinking that the Carolina Panthers fans would have accepted a 5-11 and 11 football season. You find it hard to believe they would? Yes, I, I find it hard to believe that they would have accepted a 5-11 and 11 season right now with Bryce Young at the helm. Guess what? Right now, considering what we've seen, 
They ought to be thrilled if they get a 5-11 and 11 record with Bryce Young at the helm. And again, this is not me chopping Bryce Young, yeah. okay? He's been put into this situation, okay? He, he's not ready for this. Yeah. Everybody that's watching this knows he's not ready for this. Don't know that he was supposed to be ready for this, okay? But in this new landscape, in this new marketplace of drafting and developing quarterbacks, you don't let them sit for two or three years anymore. Yeah. The game has changed for the players. They have way too much autonomy in the contract scenario. So, therefore, you can't afford to sit a guy two or three years and let him hold a clipboard and get better slowly and dramatically. You can't, you can't do that. You got to throw him out there to the Wolves because you know you may not have him for more than four or five seasons. Yeah. So my question is this. At some point, is there going to be a reckoning with this organization this year that says, look, man, we got to do something to try to put something on the board and build some sort of positive momentum here. And I'm not, look, I'm not saying that Andy Dalton is all of a sudden going to make this club a nine and a nine and eight football team and competing for the division, but good grief. When we were in training camp talking about this stuff, this was supposed to be a division that wasn't that great. And it turns out to be a better division than we anticipated. There's just one problem. The Panthers aren't part of that conversation. Right. What's it going to take to get this club going in a proper direction? Because I don't – look, I think there could be a hard turn by this fan base in the next few weeks if they don't get some things squared away. Do you blame them? I don't blame them. Not b- based I on, don't blame them at all. Based on the expectations that you sold them? Sure. You sold them a false bill of goods. And here's the one thing. And that's how you get people to turn against you. Here's the one thing that I thought was the most dramatic in all of this. And it's nobody's fault but yours. Okay. Early in the game yesterday, because I did watch a little bit of the game. Early in the game, Minnesota, when Carolina had the ball, you know what they were doing? Their defense? Yeah. (laughs) They were trying to get their crowd, which there were as many Viking fans there apparently as Panthers fans. Get their crowd. Trying to get their crowd going as if they were the one having the home game. Yeah. So we could already be seeing the turning happen as we speak. Well, the the deeper they get into the season – and they're and they don't win games. Guess what? The other fan base is going to out. They're going to be more more fans for the other fan base at Bank of America Stadium than Panthers fans because they're going to sell their tickets. Texans and Colts fans be on the lookout for Cheap the third tickets. market. Cheap tickets yeah. coming soon here at Bank of America Stadium. We are through with this Monday morning. Don't forget about the softball playoffs start today. Middle school softball. The softball playoffs do start today. As a matter of fact. The playoffs start today. Four teams competing in the playoffs. W.C. Friday and Stanley, Belmont and Bessemer City. And then, of course, tomorrow, Middle School Golf Championship at Cherryville Country Club. As it's a week of championships in Gaston County Middle Schools. This week, the final weekend, the final week of the regular season, who takes on Southwest? York Chester, Stanley, we'll find out Wednesday when those two clubs face off to wrap up the regular season. We thank you so much for tuning in to the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back tomorrow with more talk 
more conversations. Adam Hodge will be on the show at 8 o'clock to talk about that track meet of a game on Friday between Crest and South Point. We'll also talk about Kings Mountain coming in here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.